All right. Hello, my friends. I am excited that you're listening today because I have got something really special for you that I've been planning for a while now. This week and next, I am going to be doing a deep dive on the three systems that every photography business needs. And I think this is going to be highly valuable to you, regardless of what niche you serve and whether you're a new photographer or you've been doing this for a long time. So, Maybe you've heard of the back of the napkin test, right? The idea is simple. If someone were to ask you to map out the way that your business works from a high level point of view, could you do that simply enough that the map would fit on the back of like a cocktail napkin at the bar? (laughs) So in this first episode, I am going to start by describing the back of the napkin. Specifically, I'm going to talk through the three systems that every photography business needs and what I believe the basic components of those systems are. Then next week in the second episode of this two-part series, we're going to dive a little bit deeper and talk about the mistakes that most photographers make when approaching their systems because it is uh, it, it really does cause some problems. But I am going to give you my solution and kind of the way that I recommend that you avoid those problems. I also have a new freebie for you that is going to tie all of this together. That's going to come next week. Um, But I just wanted to give you a little bit of a preview because this is kind of a big concept. That's why it's taken me some time to plan. Um, But I think that it is going to give you a much clearer idea of how the business runs in general. And I think that kind of clarity can help us no matter where we are on our business journey. So for now, let's flip over the napkin and make our map. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it and I can show you how. We all know that I drop the term systems around here a lot. And as I was prepping this episode, it occurred to me that maybe that word doesn't, it's not specific enough, right? Like maybe it means different things to different people. Maybe it seems really intimidating to you. Maybe you think I'm talking about software when I talk about systems or whatever else. So I wanted to start this episode by giving you my very simple definition of what a system is. To me, a system is just a series of steps, which when you perform those steps in order, produces a predictable outcome. So you can have a system for making a, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can have a system for getting ready in the morning. You can have a system for just about anything. And certainly you can and should have systems in your business. But I love thinking about systems this way because it makes them feel so much more doable, so much more approachable, right? Even though systems can get complicated over time, they're all made up of the same basic building blocks. And that is just steps like, The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, right? Thinking of them this way helps keep them simple in my own mind. And I feel like when it feels simple, it makes it so much easier to tackle, right? So let's talk about why systems are important to our business. Systems allow us to give 
consistent service. And I feel like that might be, for me, the number one most important reason to really lean into systems. When we are providing a service as a small business owner, it is so, so, so important that our clients and our potential clients can rely on a consistent experience, a consistent result, because otherwise they are not going to be willing to turn over their trust and their dollars to us, right? We need to be able to say, you know, when you hire me, these three things are going to happen or these 10 things are going to happen. And at the end, you're going to have X, Y, Z. And in our case, most of us, that's, you know, images, whatever. But um, but they need to understand what the process is, what the system is. So a good dialed in specific system allows us to provide a very similar experience for anyone who comes in, no matter if we're in the middle of our busy season or if we're, you know, going through stressful things at home, we need to be able to have a system that we can rely on. We also come across as more competent and trustworthy as professionals when we have lots of well-defined systems in our businesses. It allows us to answer questions because we have thought these things through and we've got kind of all the steps laid out. So when someone has a question, we can just you know, mentally go to that place in the checklist and say, yep, this is how we handle this problem. Or this is what happens, you know, after between steps A and C, this is, let me tell you about B. And another benefit of systems is that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. I felt like in my own business, prior to getting a CRM set up and dialed in, which was like five years into business for me, I was really kind of winging it. Um, Every time someone would hire me, I would make a checklist for myself. And that checklist kind of varied between client to client. It was not always the same because I was doing it over and over again. And I thought at the time that I was customizing it for each individual client. But what I found was once I really defined my own system that kind of applied to just about everybody, then I could go in and make little tweaks, but I was giving much more consistent service overall. So when you're creating a system, basically what you want to do is you want to find something that works well, you know, think through your system, imagine an ideal uh, scenario for whatever it is that you're trying to create the system for, break it down into all of its individual steps, and then you map that out. And if you, down the road, find something that like, oh, if I send an email at this point in the process, in addition to what I'm already doing, that makes it better, great. You just add that one step into your system. So this way, you you know don't have to re- rely on your brain to remember everything. It's all written out. It's all laid out. And that gives us sort of this mental space back. You know, certainly it saves us time because we're not sitting there trying to remember what we need to do next. But it also just gives us this this brain clarity (laughs) around, I know exactly where I am in the process. I know what comes next. And it does the same thing for our clients. So in that way, it kind of greases the wheels of our business and it helps prevent that frustration and burnout that can happen if you are trying to manage all the things all the time. Another really great benefit to a good system is that it gives us the opportunity to see the points of leverage in our business, right? When you've got everything all mapped out, all laid out, 
and you decide you want to try something new, you know, let's say instead of sending a written email about some point in the process to your clients, you decide you want to try out sending them a video for that. So you substitute a video step for an email step at that point in the process, and you kind of wait and see what the results are over the span of, let's say, four or five or 10 customers, just like test it out, right? And then depending on how it goes, you can can change that. And maybe it makes a small difference, but maybe it makes a big difference. When I say a point of leverage, I mean something that is relatively low uh, in terms of the difficulty factor for you or relatively low cost or uh, doesn't involve a lot of time, but makes a big impact, kind of a big outsized effect. For instance, one of the things that I added to my workflow was sending out a gallery walkthrough video. And I did that because I was getting a lot of questions once someone received a link to their gallery where they, you know, couldn't figure out how to download their images or they were having a hard time using the online gallery store or, you know, they were trying to share their gallery with their friends and their friends were getting locked out because that's not the way that my gallery software works. So instead of answering those questions for individual people who would send me, you know, one person would send one question and another person would send another question. What I did was I created a gallery, like a tour essentially that I did on video where people could hear my voice and see my computer screen and I just showed them through the entire gallery. I made one of those using a demo gallery so I wasn't making it specifically for individual clients and I went through everything from this is how you log in, if you lose your password, this is how you find it, here's where you can get help, here's where you download your images, let me show you the store, you know, this is how you can order an album. I went through a lot and it was like a seven or eight minute video, but I decided to send it to people at a time when they were really excited, right? They hadn't quite gotten their photos, but they knew they were coming soon. So they were motivated to watch that video. And almost instantaneously, once I put that together, what I experienced was my clients were less frustrated because they were able to quickly and easily access their images. I got fewer questions from those frustrated clients, so I wasn't having to deal with responding to uh, issues and problems. I got a nice, healthy bump in product purchases because when I was doing the walkthrough of the online gallery store, I was doing a bit of talking about some of the products and kind of talking them up. So all of a sudden, it was kind of planting that seed in people's minds, and they started to buy those products more, and then all I had to do was create this one video, add it to an automated email, and that was now a step in the process that I didn't even have to think about. So that's an example of how defining a system, tweaking, you know, noticing where you were having some sort of bottleneck or some sort of problem, and then testing out a solution to that problem can, can make your business a lot better. So... Let's get into the three systems that we all need to build and maintain in our businesses. Number one, you've got your marketing system, right? Or the way that you find and connect with your potential clients. Then you have your sales system, and that's the way that you convert those potential clients into paying clients. And then you have your fulfillment system, and that's 
the way that you deliver your service once a client hires you. Simple, right? Marketing, sales, fulfillment. So let's take a bit of a closer look at each one. Marketing systems generally, to me, feel the messiest because they are the system that we, in many ways, have the least control over. People find us out there in all kinds of different ways. Uh, it can be word of mouth. It can be on your website. It can, you know, it could be a Google search. It could be a, um, they find you on Instagram, like all these different paths that lead to the same place. And we control some of them. We don't control all of them. We don't always know exactly how that process goes. So in many ways, it's a little bit random, <laughs> but we do have enough control that we have to create systems. So, um, so we, it's not, that's not to say that it's so random that we shouldn't worry about creating a system. And the fact of the matter is that marketing is an ongoing process in our business. So it is really important to be as consistent and intentional as possible. And both of those things are only possible when you have a system in place. So one thing that I want to point out is that your marketing systems shouldn't be confused with your marketing strategies, right? A strategy, a marketing strategy might be SEO or social media or branding or email ads, you know, the list goes on and on. But your systems are the map that tells you or gives the directions on how to manage all of those things. So you would have an SEO system or a social media system. And it's important to remember that most of us aren't going to be able to manage all of those things that I just listed. Obviously, we might do a little bit for each one, but what we really need to do is find the points, again, of highest leverage, the marketing activities in your business that yield the highest results, and then really dial those systems in. So, you know, you'll hear different people tell you, you need to focus on SEO, you need to focus on TikTok, you need to focus on this, that, and the other. You have to find the right things in your business and put the majority of your energy into those systems rather than spreading yourself too, too thin. A while back, I talked about it's better to take 20 steps in one direction than one step in 20 directions. And this is a perfect example of that. So once someone finds you and reaches out to you, that's where they move out of your marketing system and into your sales system. Now, <laughs> those of you who have been listening for a while might expect that I am going to jump into an explanation of the simple sales system here, but I'm not. Um, if you happen not to be familiar with the simple sales system, I highly encourage you to check out the masterclass that I teach on that. It's at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple. It's a free masterclass. And that system really is a great example of a system built for photographers. And the beauty of it is that it's already dialed in to many of those leverage points for you. And actually, what's funny about that system in the context of this podcast episode is that the simple sales system is actually really a sales and fulfillment system. It's kind of an all-in-one system rather than just a sales system. Um, it takes you from the point where a client finds you and reaches out to you all the way to the end of the process when they're done working with you rather than from the time that they find you to the time that they book you, which is really the sales cycle of the system. 
But if you are, so again, if you aren't familiar with Simple Sales, go check it out. It's at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple. But if you are not using Simple Sales, that doesn't mean that you don't have a sales system, right? How do you turn inquiries into clients? Whatever your process is for that, that is your sales system. That includes what is your offer? What's the price point? How do you respond when an inquiry comes in? What's the booking process for them to work with you? And then if they, you know, ghost you or disappear somewhere in the process, how are you following up with them? All of those questions and the answers to those questions are part of your sales system. That's how you define that process. And each of those questions should have a definitive, repeatable answer. It should ha- it should be a consistent set of steps in your business that someone follows to go from finding you and reaching out to booking with you. Such that if you went on vacation and you had, you know, you called up your friend and said, hey, can you keep an eye on inquiries for me with a very little bit of instruction on how to manage that, they would be able to continue to book those clients for you. It's a, it's just a checklist basically. So once someone hires you, we move them from the sales system into the fulfillment system. And what happens from there is your, is your fulfillment portion of the process. So that's everything from how you welcome a new client and get them ready to work with you to how you show up for the session, how you deliver what you've promised to them, how you manage their experience, your customer service, all of those things are your fulfillment system. And if you have a process for asking for testimonials or trying to bring that client back as a repeat client, that's another component of your fulfillment system. We could even sort of create a fourth system that is sort of the the next step. So there is your back of the napkin sketch of just about every photography business out there, right? Finding potential clients, booking those clients, and then working with them. Obviously, there's more detail and nuance to it than that. I don't mean to oversimplify. But again, at its core, that's really what your business is all about. And when we start to complicate that, sometimes it makes us feel overwhelmed. It makes us feel like we don't know what we're doing. So I just wanted to distill the absolute basics of how we run our businesses, because next week in part two, we are going to get into that detail and that nuance a little bit more. How do you map out your systems? How do you find your points of leverage? And how do you ensure that your systems are working properly and smoothly? My goal with this set of episodes is just to help you find clarity. Understanding your systems is such an important step in freeing yourself from that mental clutter that a business can create. And whether you're brand new and just starting out and you're mapping out these systems kind of out of your imagination, or if you've been in business for a really long time and you want to go back to mapping this out to really kind of revisit exactly how this process works in your business, I feel like this is an extremely valuable exercise. And yes, there are tools and strategies that are created to help you systematize your business, but you will never really be able to fully use or take advantage of those tools, tools like CRMs or um, project management software, anything like that. You'll never be able to use those to their full potential if you don't first understand the fundamental systems that you're trying to support. 
So I can't wait to share next week's episode because that's going to tie all of this together. But until then, hopefully this has given you a little bit of a framework and you can let your wheels turn on this a little bit this week. And, uh, and yeah, I will see you back here next week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.